we yeah. reach 10 and it makes a difference, then that's what it's all about. So I'm glad you resonate with that. That means a lot. I do resonate with that. And that's another reason I want people to, you know, really go for what they want in life, because when they're happier, the ripple effect of that is unending. Because my all right, welcome in to Vision Pros Live. With Jackson Callum, I'm your show host. We will be doing interviews for visionary entrepreneurs and guests, guest leaders who are building fantastic visions out there. Ultimately, I just want to go through some of the things that might help you with your vision. So if you have a vision that you're pursuing, drop a link in the comments and let us know what that is. If that's a business or a brand, um, if it's a nonprofit that you run, be happy to promote it, be happy to talk to you about it. And if you'd like to apply to be on Vision Pros and be interviewed about that vision, then by all means, feel free to reach out. Welcome in to Vision Pros Live. I'm your host, Jackson Callum, founder and CEO of First Class Business. I want to give a quick shout out to our sponsors, Epiphany and Converge, their sister company with Rick Meekins, fantastic business consultants for businesses with 30 plus employees, and AbleHealth.us. Dr. Seth Yates has done an awesome job of building a program that allows people to access the benefits of a naturopath without having to go into a physical office, uh, which is pretty awesome um, from in my humble opinion, if you will. Now, uh, without further ado, I have an excellent guest who's super loving. If you're a nurturer, if you are in a midlife crisis or you're looking ahead at what midlife could look like, um, then it's going to be awesome to hear what Cindy has to say. Cindy Whitmer is going to be on here with me in just a minute. I want to give a quick shout out, though, to the Water Project as well. If you have a dollar to give away or you have a thousand dollars to give away today to people who need water, I highly recommend the Water Project because it's not it's probably not fun. Um, it's probably scary to go without clean filter drinking water and to not know where you're going to get, um, you know, the next water you need to take a bath, to wash your hands. Um, to provide for your family. Um, and they're, they're, they do a really good job of tracking and showing you, okay, here's where your money went and here's how they're using that. And here's what they're doing to empower those local communities to create sustainable water for their needs. And since we don't have to deal with that um, on a daily basis, I try to constantly remember that there are many people in the world who don't have access to the luxuries and even the necessities that we do. So please get back. Water Project's a great way to do it or find your own way to give back. Um, anyway, without further ado, I'm gonna bring Cindy Whitmer on board. And while I talk to her, I'm also going to pull some aspects of her bio and we'll be including that in the recap show notes as well. So Cindy, it is so great to have you here today. Thank you for joining me. Oh, thank you. It's great to see you, Jackson. Likewise. Um, so Cindy and I met about two months ago now. Um, and in our conversation, it was just, to me, it was so evident how deep her EQ was, her emotional intelligence um, and her ability to connect with a stranger, help me feel those warm, fuzzy feelings of like, wow, I'm in a safe place and I'm with somebody I really appreciate. And her website also showcased a lot of her professionality of her 30 years of professional experience in counseling, coaching and personal development. And what really struck me too, uh, I'm not going to lie, the authority and credibility aspect came in when I learned 
that she learned and certified with Jack Canfield and has been studying and working under him and his program and with people related to him as a long part of her journey. And he's done so much for this world. If you don't know who that is, that'll also be in the show notes. Um, but Cindy, let's just talk about that for a little bit. Here he is, actually. Here's Jack Canfield. Why, why is he so important? And uh, feel free to, good, bad, uglies, anything you want to share there, feel free to do so. Well, I think what impresses me about Jack the most is that he walks his, you know, he lives what he teaches. I mean, he's a true transformational coach because he, he lives what he teaches and he spent his entire life, you know, his adult life helping people uh, really step into their highest selves and create a life that's meaningful. Um, and he's, I mean, I could go on the rest of the day about this man, but he's really been a guiding light for me personally and professionally. And uh, yeah, he's, so, he's very wise. He's very, um, he knows how to bring really inspirational concepts to a practical level and teach them well. And he's actually a teddy bear, but don't yeah. let him, don't tell him I said so. <laughs> <laughs> I won't. I mean, we five million dollar. You know, he sold five hundred million books. You know, suit and tie guy, but yet he's not. He's like this nice, warm, you know, strumming on his guitar with his, uh, you know, his comfortable shirt on, and you know what I mean. He's just. Let's uh, put those books in perspective. That's only half a billion. Okay. Yeah, it's just a half a I mean, he's no big deal, really. I mean, he's only in every language on the earth. And right. I may pull that testimonial up, please, one more time. Let's go right back to it. I yeah. want to see because you have a testimonial from Jack yeah. Canfield. Um, and those aren't necessarily um, easy to come by. They're also not necessarily hard to come by. But I don't think he's willing to do that for just anybody. So Jaime's going to pull that up. We're going to take a quick read through that as well because i think it's very important for people to understand that when you're endorsed by somebody like jack canfield you've worked to tell off to build amazing but let's see if i can expand this on my screen oh first time i've done that cool this compelling book so he's talking about your book which book is jack talking about he's talking about this one the midlife makeover method yeah it came out last year it became a best-selling book on amazon and yeah that's what he's talking about awesome so the midlife makeover method takes yeah. us on a journey to the trials and tribulations of midlife for the author and many other women who all learned how to change the trajectory of their lives using the midlife makeover method miss whitmer offers a way out of the struggles to midlife into one that is joy-filled meaningful and leaves the reader looking forward to the future instead of dreading it um oh that is just awesome um so happy that he he wrote that and put context around this uh for those who know like and trust jack um so with that said you may not be going through midlife yet i'm not um i don't think i am at least um and at the same time i've learned some hard lessons along the way that taught me maybe it's wise to look over the hilltop you know, maybe it's wise to pay attention to what's mm -hmm. what's down my 10, 15, 20 year track path. So mm -hmm. without further ado, uh, beyond the fact that I'm saying, hey, younger folks, you should listen. Cindy, who should listen? Why should they be listening to you? And what are they going to get out of today's show, do you think? 
Well, I mean, I, I hope anybody will listen that's interested in living a fully happy, healthy, successful life. You know, but I tend to draw in women and in midlife who are having kind of a crisis, what we call a midlife crisis and uh, want something more and just don't know how to get there. And lucky for me, I have over all my professional training, but also my own work on myself, I've been able to turn my midlife despair into, you know, I'm living my dream life, honestly, personally and professionally. I'm just super happy, very fulfilled, so blessed, so grateful. And I, I know what it takes. I know what it takes to get from A to B. And so if somebody wants to you know, have a di if they have a different vision for their lives, or they or they know they need something different in life, please listen up because we're, we'll we'll address some of the keys to making that transformation. Mm -hmm. Thank you. So that leads me to a deep question, um, and feel free to go as deep or as lightly as you want to on this. What does that midlife despair look like? Do you mind sharing a little bit about yours and also what it looks like for others? I don't mind. Uh, for me. It looked like, I mean, in my about, well, my early 40s, I would say I'm 56 now, but in my early 40s, I'd been married for 20 some years and was raising a couple kids. And what I realized was, is I was living my husband's life, I was living my kids' lives. I was living the counseling center's life that I was running. I was running a nonprofit uh, counseling center at the time. And I was living for the church, for the schools, for the scouts, for the volleyball team. I mean, I was saying yes to everything. I had this philosophy that if I could do something, I should do it. So I said yes to everything, like literally everything. And so I was draining myself dry, thinking I was doing all this powerful serving, which I'm not saying I wasn't, but I was also in this marriage where, you know, I felt like I was living his life and not our life or my life in the context of the marriage. And I felt like I was starting to just disappear, you know, just disappear in my own life. And so I was asking the questions, who am I? Like, what, what do I want? Who am I? Like, what am I really here for? What am I really supposed to do? Like on a spiritual level, I was asking these questions as well as on a practical level. And so I think for me and for many people, when they reach the 40s, the 50s, I mean, it could, you can loosely define it at any age, but there comes a time when We've been through a couple decades of adulthood, and a lot of us have lived kind of the same routine, whether it's the same relationship or the same job, or we've been raising kids or whatever. And we go, wow, I, like now either the marriage is kaput or you're, you know, the job feels like a dead end, or the children have left the empty, the nest is empty, and people go, now what? Like, now what? Is this it? Is this all there is? Is all I have to look forward to, like aging, illness, and death? I have people say that to me like all the time and mm -hmm. think their purpose is over too. Like if they don't like their job anymore and if the kids are gone and, 
So it's it's a time of, I think that midlife despair is a time of feeling very disconnected from your own individuality and feeling lost as to how to get back in touch with that and really create a future that you look forward to instead of dread. Wow. Okay. I love that. And it reminds me of one of my absolute favorite movies. I don't know if you've seen it, but it's called Crazy Stupid Love. Oh, yeah, Steve Carell (laughs) and Julianne Moore and Ryan Jocelyn. Yeah, that's that's a great example. Well, it's so funny because you just you opened my mind to the reality that wait a second in the movie, they juxtaposition the two different two men with the exact opposite scenarios and how both of them are actually reaching a point of despair in their life. Right. So here's one who's married um, and his marriage falls apart. And, you know, what most people would describe as the worst of ways. Um, And now he's trying to figure out how do I get back into the world and be who am I? Oh, you know, where am I? This bowl cut, Um, you know, and have forgotten Mm -hmm. about myself. And then there's Ryan Jocelyn on the other side, who's been Mr. Solo show, bachelor pad, you know, Mm -hmm. living the high life, you know, for years. But he feels completely lost yeah. and stuck and has almost no sense of security. Um, I would say he doesn't have a base where he belongs. Um, mm-hmm. And so both of them are discovering the opposites worlds, but they do it in a comedic way where you almost don't even see, um, yeah. you know, all, all the reality that exists there. Um, yes, so I think that underlying theme, one of the underlying themes there is they're both lonely men who are disconnected from what really matters to them or how to get connected to what really matters to them. And they, they both find their way and it looks, it's really interesting. Uh, It's a good awareness that you, I love that you brought that up as a, an example. (laughs) Yeah. It's a fun one. Everybody should definitely put that on their, their playlist. It's a fun one to watch. (laughs) Awesome. So let's get in the hot seat for a second, 15 seconds. What's your vision? 15 seconds. My vision is a world where everyone really, you know, creates their own definition of success and happiness that also uplifts everyone else. Mm, I love that. They live that out. So we shouldn't be uh, living by somebody else's definition of success. Um, You know, what Grant Cardone says, you know, or what, uh, Oprah says, um, is success that's, um, limited for her. Correct. And for him, we should figure out our own definition of success. How do you do that? Well, I think you really tap into what you're really drawn to, what really brings you joy, what experiences you have, you know, when you have those experiences that you leave those experiences going, wow, that felt so good. Or you're around people where you go, gosh, I, I, I want more of that. Mm-hmm. And then the opposite teaches us too. you know, what our vision is. Like if you get involved in an organization or you work at a certain place or whatever, you're hanging out with people and you think, gosh, I, I feel like I'm like this alien in this bunch or I don't, I'm not, I'm not really aligned with what's going on here. This is helping you clarify your vision. Right. Because we want to follow our emotional guidance system, that inner inner self we all have that tells us, does this feel good or doesn't it? 
Am I happy right now or am I not? Am I aligned? Do I feel like I am on my path right now? Or do I feel like I am like a fish out of water right now? These are all indications leading us toward what's really going to be our definition of joy, meaning, success, whatever words you want to put on that. I've been struck and blessed just now with a powerful question that I don't think most people ever ask you. Um, and I think it's one of the secrets to unlocking a lot of truth. So you mentioned moving towards more of that, right? More of that substance. And you also mentioned people right after that. And I think that's imperatively close together because we often want to move more towards something. And then we've got people in our lives who often block us from getting access to more of that, whether it's because they need our time more, whether it's because they need our attention more or because they don't want us to go down that path, right? Sometimes that happens. Now, yes. here you were, let me take this up a notch before I ask the question, which is yes. here you were surrounding yourself with a multitude of people. You weren't a hermit. You weren't a stay-at-home mom that never talked to, to anybody and felt really isolated and boxed in. You had lots of people. You mentioned a church. You mentioned a counseling center. You mentioned your kids. You probably had mom's groups and, yes. and areas okay. to go to just connect, connect, connect. Yet... Mm -hmm you found yourself um, making a shift towards more of who you are because you were depleting. What I, what I heard was you were depleting yourself by giving so much to others, but you were forgetting to give to yourself. So my question for you is how did you recognize that, that you were losing yourself and how did you make a transition towards people who empower you to find you? Oh, those are great questions. Okay, how did I forgot the first one? Already. Okay, let's go to the second one. How did, I, how did I? How did you? Let's just go to the second one. That's really what I want to get to. Was how okay. did you get to those people who empowered mm. you to be you? Mm. Yeah. Well, I you know I went on a search. I went on a search for you know who what are. You know, I love to read these kinds of books, these kinds of I find these kind of speakers motivating. I find these kind of classes interesting. I find, you know, and I thought, well, who else is reading this stuff? Who else is attending this stuff? Who else is believes this stuff? And I so I started attending like personal development workshops, um, you know, author uh platforms. I started, you know, going where other people were searching for the same thing I was and who were learning the same things or may be aligned in the same way with what we were learning. And so I started to be surrounded by people who really believed in uplifting people, encouraging people, helping people tap into the best of themselves um, who offer grace to themselves and other people, you know, when we're being human and, and falling down a bit and needing to pick ourselves back up. And that gave me strength to be more honest about who I really wanted to be and how I needed to really show up for myself. Like I was showing up for everybody else. Um, how did you recognize that turning point? Um, was there, and you may have to journal this, um, but if you happen to have it top of mind, how did you recognize that moment where you're like, oh, my gosh, um, maybe it's usually I found that when I go through these experiences, I usually have like not a doubt, but an inkling more so of like, you know what, have I been living for others and, and not for myself? Like, it's not necessarily this bold, like, oh, duh, I should just turn and like 
help myself. You know, was, is there a moment like that that occurred or was there a big experience that helped you shift? What did the shift? There were a couple of little moments that were huge for me and they may sound so silly, but that's when I really knew, I really knew, oh, I have got to turn the corner here. So imagine, you know, my outside life, my public life, running the counseling center, coaching the volleyball team, being the Girl Scout leader, being this, you know, the homeschool mom for both kids, uh, you know, a wide circle of family friends, big uh, lay ministry in the church, you know, all very confident on, on top of my game. You know, I know what I'm doing. I'm a leader. I've got it. I've got this. I've got all this. Right. Mm -hmm. um, then I go home and my husband at the time, I'm no longer married to this man, but, and he's not a bad guy, but he sure. was very controlling. It was his, that was one of his things. And I remember one morning I got dressed for work and he'd done this several times. He'd said, you know, your hair doesn't look right. You need to fix it. Oh, why are you wearing that dress? You know, uh, you know, whatever, criticizing something about my physical appearance before I would leave to go to work. And one morning I, you know, I didn't push back and I went into the closet and I changed my clothes. And then he left for work and the kids got the kids to school. And I thought, I have so lost myself that I even didn't just keep the clothes on that I chose for the day. Like, what is wrong with me that I thought I had to change my clothes just because my husband thought I needed to change my clothes. So that was one moment I knew, oh my gosh, you are in serious trouble, Cindy. If you can't even decide for yourself and stick to your decision about what you're gonna wear to work today. I mean, it wasn't inappropriate. It wasn't, there was nothing wrong with what I was wearing. <laughs> okay, and then the other time I realized I was disappearing in my own life. The, the kids got in the car, my car for the hundredth time, you know, right. in their life or whatever. And I had the radio on a, a, a station I like to listen to. And my daughter immediately changed the channel to music they like to listen to. And I'd let them do that all their lives. And I hadn't even pulled out of the driveway yet when she did it again. And I was like, I said, I thought, but I, in my head, I thought, but I wanted to listen to my music. And then I thought, Cindy, you are in charge of your life. So I told my kids, I said, change the channel back. I am a person. I remember yelling at them. I am a person. I have preferences. And I wanted to hear my radio station. It's my car. Change the channel back. So I, I mean, I overreacted. Sure. But it was a statement to myself of you have got to get your life back, woman. <laughs> so. And you're honest about it. Thank you. My goodness. The amount of people who will not admit that they've yelled at their children or that they've messed up as a parent, you know, but that also have not, not are not taking control. There's so many elements of what you said where I'm like, thank you. Like human being to human being, you know, like a leader who doesn't have to act like they're perfect. That's perfect. You know, that's I'm awesome. I'm the girl and, next door who knows a lot, Jackson. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And so you, you said that these ideas, to some they may sound silly, but I think to millions this resonates. Um, you know, I think we've all been 
on one side of that equation, if not on both sides in our relationships, especially in both those scenarios, right? Yeah. I'll, I'll own my awful side mm. on the uh, on the husband's side of the, the clothing situation. Man, mm. I did not like the color yellow. Um, oh. Like the, the dark color, yeah, to me, it looked like puke. Um, you know, I'm not, not a big fan and I don't think I'm a puke, are you Jackson? Oh, no way, man. No way. Um, this yellow is fine. I'm okay with this one. Uh, oh, it was that oh, okay. like goldish yellow, you know? Uh, and so, okay. man, so I don't, and from my perspective, right. The, the man's side, I wasn't trying to control the scenario. Um, I wasn't saying, Hey, your, your clothes, like, you know, you have to go change, but I bet what I said came across that way. No, maybe. I bet it did. Um, and, you know, we we don't, you know, I think most people have great intentions, but we also as adults have to learn to communicate in a way that's respectful, um, in a way that creates mm -hmm. space and, and liberates people and allows people to make their own decisions. And I did a really piss poor job of that um, in my first mm -hmm. marriage. Um, I certainly had my struggles in my second marriage with that too. The language barrier didn't help. Um, mm -hmm. But it is it is still it's so important that we ourselves like find our abilities mm -hmm. to overcome those scenarios i've been in that too as a kid i went through that um you know with parents making fun of, or friends making fun of what you wear or whatever else like yeah. there's so many people that go through that in so many levels and you know some people call it releasing the inner child right mm -hmm. going back to your innocent state of, of finding yourself and again the midlife crisis is often the one that that leads us to be a little bit more open to that, I think. Mm -hmm. um, again, I'm not there yet, but that's kind of what I see from the outside perspective is like you're tired of the pain that mm -hmm. continues to stack in life and it's mm -hmm. almost like intolerable. And so you start to have to make a shift. But um, I didn't I didn't directly ask you, what powerful lesson can other visionaries learn from your experience? I kind of like some lumped these in together. Mm -hmm. Is there another powerful lesson you want to dive into? Yes, thank you for this moment, because one of the biggest parts of my turning point was talking to Jack Canfield, actually. I was at one of his trainings, and I got the great fortune of being in a small group experience with him, and he was sitting right next to me. And we were to go around the room and talk about, you know, kind of what our vision for our lives was, what we wanted and what was blocking us, what we felt was getting in our way. And when it was my turn, I said, I blamed my husband for everything. Well, I, you know, he doesn't want me to be an entrepreneur and he doesn't let me da, 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 da. And he's, he's so short-sighted that he can't. I mean, I was in the blame complain space, total blame complain space. And Jack turned to me and looked at me and he said, Cindy, it is your job to live your life. And so, and that was like the cloud split open, you know, moment for me, because what I understood was, and where I go now in my own life and where I encourage all of you to go is to ask yourself, if you're unhappy, especially like, what would your life be like if you stepped into 100% responsibility for it? You took full responsibility for your life because anytime we're pointing our finger at other people like I was, whether it's your spouse, whether it's the boss you can't stand, whether it's the political 
whatever's going on, you know, politically with the president or the country or whether it's the um, economy or the weather, whatever you're trying to blame because your life isn't great, it's a waste of your time. It's a waste of your energy because you can't control the weather. You can't control the president. You can't control the, you know, whatever, 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 the husband. The right. Anything outside of yourself. Nothing. This is where we have the power right here in our own thoughts, our behaviors, our feelings, our actions. That's where we can make a difference. So start there, step fully into it. And I think the first step is something you were referring to in your own life, Jackson, was just what I call it waking up. I call it just waking up and going, oh, I am doing this. I am involved in this pattern of my behavior and it's not working. My Even my good intentions are, are causing d damage. Even if my intentions are great, they're causing damage. Or where am I, where am I off path from who I really am, which is fully love, right? We're all fully love, really. So anytime we're judging right. or, you know, just um, speaking out of turn or telling somebody else how to live their lives or whatever we might be doing, we are off path. And so, uh, yeah, if people don't hear another word from me, I want them to hear what I heard Jack say, which was Cindy step into full responsibility for yourself and you will, your life will turn around. And it did. He was right. It works. Is I promise it works. Awesome. And it is a universal principle that yes. he was a vessel for um and and the wisdom has existed but it's so cool that you got to hear that from him where you knew that the resource you knew that the source of of knowledge in this occasion was living you know what what he teaches mm -hmm. um so that's so cool and i want to come back to this quote now because of that you said show up for yourself mm -hmm. like you show up for others yeah. um, right and yes go ahead Go ahead, hit it. <laughs> How do we do that? Sorry, I'm all excited, but yes, you know, I... Oh yeah, no, the flow state right now is awesome with this interview. I'm loving it. I've got three sets of chills already in the last 30 minutes. Well, often, you know, especially with women I find in midlife is they have, they know how to love and nurture well, right? They know how to love other people. They know they do. they're here. That's just not even mince words. They're yeah, here. They, We're they, trying to figure it out. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, it's not a man versus woman. I'm not trying to say men don't know, but I really do feel there yeah. is a nurturing, caring, loving presence in many women. It comes naturally to them. Oh, how can I help out my family? How can I help out that friend that's got cancer? How can I help that homeless person or that person experiencing homeless on the street, you know, and, and we know how to do that instinctively. There's something there. I agree. And yet we also are, I think the gender that struggles the most with turning it toward ourselves. Yes. Like it's so interesting. Like I rarely hear men feel guilty, for example, for taking time out for themselves. And I don't think they ought to feel guilty for taking. Oh, I know. I agree with you. There's, there are the men who grew up with five older sisters and a mom who um, <laughs> learned these paradigms a little differently, but, uh, but you're right. I feel far less guilty than my mom and my five sisters and the mm -hmm. other women do. And the guys, you know, my guy friends growing up, like oblivious, yeah. um, you know, completely over their head. Well, I mean, you know, if, if, uh, I think if a guy wants to watch the game 
on Saturday, he's going to make sure he can. And there's nothing wrong with that. Right. But if a woman wants to watch a show on Friday night, she's thinking, well, what does everybody else want to watch? Or am I supposed to be getting something ready for the kids for tomorrow? Multitasking or, while doing it. The, you know, you got to go through the laundry list and ask every if it's okay with everyone first. You know, if you dominate the remote. I mean, it's just amazing mm. how often I see that. And so, yeah, one of the things I find myself teaching women especially is how to love themselves unapologetically like truly love themselves. And this isn't against anyone. It's for her because as the cup fills up and overflows, there's more to give and flow out to others actually. So we, we show up better for others when we show up for ourselves. Truly, truly we do. I love that. And it's so with that said, 30 seconds, what's your vision for those that you serve? Well, I really want people to learn how to love themselves unapologetically, as I just said, and then also build unwavering confidence because, you know, you cannot create a life you really want if you do not have confidence. So we've got to right. build those confidence muscles up so people are willing to try new things, you know, teach something new, uh, try something new. Um you know, and I want to help people get crystal clear about what they really want because you cannot get what you do not know you want either. So helping them get crystal clear about what they want, again, what their definition is for success, happiness, joy, meaning, and then build up that confidence so they can they can make take the steps to get there. So beyond the business model, which I know wouldn't be your answer. Um, but for those who are listening, why is that important to you? Um, you know, that you help people find this unapologetic love for themselves and build mm -hmm. and wavering confidence. Well, I mean, I could get really, you know, 10 layer philosophical about this, but I really do want world peace, Jackson. And so we gotta, if I don't love myself, we're not going to get there. Right. I do mean, the wave. Do the it's, wave. Really, yeah. <laughs> um, it's important to me because, um, you know, I think we're all called to do different things. And I, I can see in the traje trajectory of my life where I have been given experiences um, that have taught me some of these lessons. And I think when, when we are given information, when we are allowed experience and wisdom to come in whatever form, and it, we know it serves well, that it's our, our imperative to share it. And so it's important to me to share it because I feel like I've been blessed to be given some of these teachings and knowings about life. And it's important because I feel like we are here to create freedom, growth, and joy for the world, ourselves and each other. And it, it, this, is my, this is my way of doing that, contributing to society, I guess you would say, um, to get us to a point where we really, you know, we really can love each other and accept one another and create a great world. Honestly, as cheesy as I might sound. I don't think it sounds cheesy. It really means a lot to me to do that. Yeah. You know? I'm with you on it. And so a spin on that question. Why do you care? I know it seems obvious. You know, the obvious end of world peace makes everybody happy. Um, you know, I, I get that. There's that aspect that people can depreciate. But why do you care? 
Why do I, I care? Yeah. I, I don't know how not to care. I mean, I just love people so much and I love and appreciate life so much. And I, it breaks my heart that so many people are missing out on their own lives and that they're just suffering, suffering, suffering. I know there are a lot of schools of thought and religious teachings and all kinds of beliefs out there that say, oh, we just suffer through the human experience. And then there's this great, glorious other thing, you know, later or whatever. And earth is, or the earthly life is just one challenge after another. And it's, you know, just get through that. And then when you get to the other side, you'll be okay. I mean, I understand there's a lot of that out there. Right. And you know, I'm not trying to make anybody wrong, but it is my belief in knowing that we can enjoy life here. And that doesn't mean we're bad people if we have a good time while we're here. Right. And uh, so I just, you know, I really would love to see people uh, not take life so seriously and, uh, you know, give themselves forgiveness when they fall short of what they're you know, capable of, because we all do that. And uh, to just let themselves enjoy themselves, just do what they want to do. Most things that people want to do are not destructive to other people. Hmm. You know, I mean, if someone came to me and said, oh, what I want to do, you know, is obliterate this whole group of people. I wouldn't say, oh, you should go do that if you think that's going to bring you joy. But, but nothing we, true joy doesn't come from that. I think that's the key, though. I think, um, you know, I would look at that from a slightly different angle of, Mm -hmm. I think, like you said, what you said is true. What most people want, want, what you want to do, yes, when you look at what you truly want. Yeah. But I think a lot of people have a hard time getting distracted by basic wants. You know, I'm hungry, so I want a Snickers bar. No, your body wants nutrients, Um, you know, and sometimes we're so habitually connected to, you know, Netflix, alcohol, drugs, pornography, whatever Mm -hmm. else it is, um, you know, that becomes that instant want that we end up accidentally sacrificing the things that we truly need, which is what you're talking about. Those wants that aren't the oppressive needs from outside forces, but the internal needs. Um, And I think a lot of people are kind of distracted by that, but that's also why, I think the midlife makeover methods exist, um, you know, and what you teach and how you help people start mm-hmm. to come into tune with like, what is it that I'm truly looking for here? And that's, that's why they need that type of guidance. Um, so uh, if you, if you haven't already gone to Cindy's website um, and y- you should, um, if you're in this position where you're looking for somebody to perhaps help, um, you know, you go through a midlife makeover, or if you're at a earlier stage of that, but you recognize that she may be able to help you find greater happiness um, and greater confidence in what you do, then cindywhitmer.com is a great place to go. There's a, a link to download a free ebook on there to get started mm-hmm. and understand more about what she's putting out into the world and how she's helping people. Um, this, uh, the other thing I wanted to ask you about was, do you have in-person events, um, one-on-one consultations, group sessions, uh, where do you, where would you guide people to next? 
Yeah, you can go to cindydwhitmer.com and see what I offer. Uh, right now, I have you know private coaching going on, one one on one coaching that is on the phone or on Zoom, so you can be anywhere, um, and we can do that kind of work together. From time to time, I start group coaching experiences and go through you know a ninety day group. Ex coaching experience. So I will probably do one of those this fall. So if you're interested, you know, you can email me, let me know. Um, and I'll get you on a waiting list for that. Um, I also am a speaker. So if your business or organization or association or whatever needs a speaker or some kind of training uh, on these ideas or leadership or things like that, then please, you know, let me know about that. And if I can serve you in that way, I'm happy to do that. So everything's there at cindydwhitmer.com. And uh, yeah, be happy to, to hear from anyone that feels they're ready for another step. If you want a deep dive, really deep dive, and you know you're ready, then we should have a conversation for sure. That's awesome. I think that's wise. Um, you know, get get in touch with leaders uh, like Cindy. Um, you know, explore the process so that you're not, you know, wandering down the side streets and alleys. Um, you know, when you could have somebody, you know, take you right through the jungle or through the busy, crazy city of life uh, to those those destinations of um, hope and joy. And and I would agree with you 100% on the fact that we do, many of us are blessed with the opportunity to pursue joy um, mm -hmm. in this life and to pursue happiness. Um, you know, while it's not a, not a, in my opinion, it's not something we're entitled to. It's not something that we're guaranteed. Um, there are formulas, you know, that if we can learn the formulas and the framework and we happen to have those right connections in our life, or we foster those right connections, you know, by reaching mm -hmm. out then. Um, you know, we, we can find ourselves accessing those types of experiences and it's not something that's forbidden. Um, you know, it's something mm -hmm. that is encouraged. Your soul typically wants that. So, yes. um, I'm going to circle back a little bit. So these, there's people out there who, um, you know, may feel a bit hopeless. Um, you know, they may feel a bit stuck with where they're at. And yes. so naturally if you feel stuck, Hope is not something, you know, that you're very, very fond of. Um, yes. you, know, you tend to be like, go away. Um, mm -hmm. you know, like, um, mm -hmm. do you, do you tend to work with more people? Um, do you have a resource you'd refer people to, um, beyond the hotline, um, that are closer to that darker stage of hopelessness, um, mm -hmm. like a book or something. And, uh, you know, do you, do you tend to gravitate towards helping people who are more ready towards maxim maximizing happiness in their life and truly unlocking it? Does that make sense? That question? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like you're talking about, you know, kind of an extreme where some people are so stuck, they feel hopeless. They feel helpless. They don't know which way is up or down and are mm -hmm. really stuck and don't know where to turn. And then there's people who seek out coaching for just, you know, they're going along in life. They're doing okay, but they just want to, they just want to up their game. So coaching is appropriate for both of those. My work is appropriate for both of those scenarios. But if someone's just out there right now and listening to us and they're sitting there just hopeless, feeling helpless, stuck, then I just, I want to say to them, you know, you're not alone. Most people have felt been there or are, some are there with you. You just don't know it. And um, 
if you cannot see any hope right now as you look at today or next week, then one of the first things I would ask you to do is think back to a time you felt really happy or you felt really good. Something really felt meaningful to you or felt like a success. Um, you know, just something that felt good to you. Maybe you were a really good student when you were in high school. Maybe, you know, you're a great friend. Maybe you took this amazing trip in, you know, 2010 and you just had such a great time and went to several countries or, you know, whatever, but tap into some very positive memories and or other seasons in your life that were very difficult that you have survived. Because no matter how hopeless you feel today, whether you're 25 or 55 or 75, you have survived stuff somehow. So you had strength, you had knowings, you had support, you had something that got you through some dark times before. So either call on those positive memories from the past and recognize your strengths and the qualities and, and things that mattered to you then and, and you know, what parts of yourself you really loved about yourself at that time that's still in there. You're just feeling a little disconnected right now. Or look back at what you've been through before and survived and let that empower you to go, I've gotten through dark times before. Here's what I can access within myself to help pull myself out of this. These, I know, who do you know for sure loves you or cares for you? Be willing to be vulnerable. You know, really what we all want, according to Brene Brown, who's another great resource, I got to tell you, if you don't know who Brene Brown is and you, you really want to move your, the needle in your life, check all of her work out. But she talks about vulnerability and the importance of it. She has a, the most popular TED Talk, I think, in the world or one of the top three or something about vulnerability and our deep desire, all of us, to be have connection and belonging and if you're feeling hopeless, that's what you're needing. You're hungry to really connect to someone, another human being about real life and you're wanting to belong. And so start that. Where did you feel belong? You know, you belonged before where, you know, when have you felt connected to people? What really, if there's anything at all that, you know, you feel attracted to or excited about, that's a clue. Go Start leaning into that direction and see what unfolds. I love it. And I love your passion for teaching and opening that light to people up. Thank you so much, Cindy. I'm going to recap a little bit of that right now. So visionary entrepreneurs who are listening, Cindy's talking about improving your mindset, which you've often probably heard is one of the most important things that you can do. It's really one of the greatest secrets to sustainable revenue growth and building what you want to build. Some people also call it removing the head trash, um, right? And you've got both aspects. It's removing the negative. It's replacing it though, too, with the positive, um, you know, and creating improvements that then offset and, and make it impossible for the negative to come back on that bookshelf. While our minds are expansive and ever growing at the same time, it is very hard to make place for the negativity when you've expanded the positivity on the shelves within your brain. So Cindy, thank you for all the incredible value that you threw down today. Vision Pros, have a fantastic week and we look forward to seeing you on the other side. Don't hesitate to connect with Cindy via email or the other social links available. And we would love to see you subscribe 
uh, write reviews and share Vision Pros. We appreciate you so much. Everybody have a great day. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for being here today. I'm really happy that you tuned in to Vision Pros Live. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing your reactions as these episodes continue to move forward. We optimize them as the months go by. This is going to get more and more fun. Um, we'll have more and more engagement as well. We'll invite people to participate in the show. And thank you for, uh, for giving us your time and attention.